What's up, world? It's Katrina. And Marlena. And this is Excess Baggage. The podcast where two friends in their 30s unpack all of life's baggage. This episode, we will be unpacking letting go. Okay, let's start the show. today i'm okay i'm just i don't know i've struggled struggled getting out of the bed because uh uh i guess my baggage today is my monthly uh Mm. i call the monthly period menstruation whatever you want to call it you know i've been prone to backaches cramps headaches you name it i got it (laughs) (laughs) um, I really do think that, you know, our healthcare system should let people take days off for just playing on bleeding monthly because it's just like, this some bullshit. And I don't, you know, whoever's on this podcast or is listening to this podcast, if you're a man, I mean, you, you just have no idea what it's like and just Mm -hmm. happy that you don't. So <laughs> that's where my baggage is today. Trying not to let my PMS control me. <laughs> yeah, I feel that fully. That is a, a, a life struggle for sure. Yeah, and it's never ending. And then it just and then it's even when it ends, it's still will will be wrapped up into something else, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> It's like we can't get, you get like a couple days, maybe a week at best of like being okay. And right. then you're in ovulation or you're menstruating or you're getting ready to menstruate. And there's yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so <laughs> what's your baggage today? So I started another round of my own trauma therapy today. Another round. I don't know how many rounds this has been at this point, but we're going into trauma therapy again. And (laughs) I got off the call with my therapist and I slept off and on from 11 till about two o'clock because it was a lot. So I'm tired. You gotta get your your naps in. Your cat nap. Well, that's not really a cat nap. That is not. That's that's a sleep. That's a sleep. (laughs) Well, no. No, that's asleep. You're right. It was that's like it. It was, if it's it was more asleep. than if it's more than an hour, it's sleep. It's sleep. So I don't know what my life is gonna look like for the next like we decided we would try out like eight weeks of this one modality for trauma. And I, I just don't know what life is gonna look like for eight weeks. If I'm gonna walk out of every session feeling like I did today, like she at the end she was just how are you feeling? And I was like, I'm just tired. <laughs> like, I have nothing else to say. I'm just really tired. And I went and laid in the bed and fell asleep. So that's my baggage today. I'm in trauma treatment. And um, I don't know what, what I'm going to say to anybody or how I'm going to act. <laughs> or if I'm going to get anything done for the next eight weeks. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> There's that. There's that. <laughs> Uh, but our topic today is letting go, mm-hmm. uh, which, which is, is totally in alignment with the whole trauma treatment situation. Right. And by the way, I had no idea that you were in trauma treatment. So when I was like, we should talk about letting go. I'm like, and then you're like, oh, I'm in trauma treatment. I'm like, oh, 
Yeah, imagine that. But um, I don't know. This topic is always really difficult for me because I know I am kind of a criminal in that department. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if if they were catching the bad guys of people that can't let go, I would be one of the bad guys that they would catch because... I don't know. I've always had this mentality of just not leaving anyone behind, you Mm. know, whether it be in my personal relationships, my job, you know, in school, even in school projects, Mm. just not being able to like leave things behind. And it doesn't help that I also have a really good memory. (laughs) So... um, (laughs) If someone is friends with me and I know their background, I know their history, or they've opened up Mm. to me about certain things, I'm usually really lenient. And I usually try to give people grace because Mm. I will want that type of grace given to me because I know that I have my own issues. And that has set me off in a world of trouble because... There are people out there that take advantage of the fact that they know that I'm not going anywhere or Mm. that I or at least I can threaten that I'm going somewhere. But in actuality, because I love the person or I care about them. And even if it's not a person, you know, if I'm even talking about work or anything, if I've put myself in this particular position, I usually, you know, stay anchored to. Right. And that's not good. So yeah, I just thought that this would be a good topic to discuss because shit, I need help. <laughs> I mean, we all need help, but <laughs> we I all mean, need help. We I really need do it. need help in that department. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you though. I am definitely very similar in the sense that I am more inclined to give people grace because I know partially because I just understand like the human psychology. Like I understand that I might take things personally because I'm human, but I also understand that a lot of times it's not about me. It is about you working through whatever challenges you have going on. And so I'm, I'm usually like, Oh, well, you know, they had, they've had a hard time or they're going through something or whatever. And so I'm more likely to give people grace, but I also know that like, that still hurt me or I'm not in a good place. I'm still not where I need to be or where I would like to be. I'm not comfortable. And then there's always that battle. Like when, when, when is it okay to be like, okay, no, just because you're going through something doesn't mean you get to uh, continue to put me in this position. Also, sometimes I think it's about like fear. Like, why am I not willing to let something go. Like, okay, I'm giving you grace, but giving people grace doesn't always mean that you let them continue to be in your life. You just say, okay, I forgive you, or I'm not mad at you, but I gotta Mm go. Right. Um, And that's sometimes a hard decision to make because I'm fearful of like, what's on the other end. If I do let this person or this thing go, what else is on the other end? And the biggest thing I've probably done in my life in regards to letting go was letting go of my last job and stepping out and just becoming a business owner. But that like, 
I was run down and stressed out beyond belief before I did that. Yeah. I mean, letting go is really overwhelming. It is. And I think the brain is just so like, especially if you're in the process of like even putting your like foot in, like you're just like dipping your toe in a little bit like, okay, I'm going to try this out or whatever. If you're so comfortable or in the comfort zone, it's so easy for you to slip back into the way things work. Even if you don't like it, you know, even Mm -hmm. if you don't like it, even if you're overworked, if you're, you know, if you're working at a job or shoot, even if it's someone as close or significant as your parent or someone, Mm -hmm. you know, that you're just like, well, that's my mom or that's my dad. So I have to, you know, if you're religious, hold on. Yeah. If you're religious or anything, you know, they always say to honor thy mother and father. But at times, Those people, I mean, we all choose our own family within Mm -hmm. our friends. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes our family might not be something that you need to be holding on to. Mm -hmm. That's true. And I've dabbled in that a little bit, but not to the point where I've completely, again, that I've completely let go. Like how I said earlier, (laughs) you know, they're catching me and putting me in the cell on that one, but it's all a process. So I try not to be too hard on myself, but at this point, now that at the age of 33, I can tell that the lack thereof or what I'm missing from whatever Mm -hmm. situation is, is the cost is greater. Yeah, absolutely. So that's something that I was like, you know, you have to start asking yourself questions like, why are you so comfortable with this treatment? Why are you allowing Mm -hmm. this to continue? You do know, you know, the difference between right and wrong. Right. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not, grace is one thing, like you were saying. So why are you allowing yourself to stay in this situation that no longer serves you? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What do you think is the hardest part for you? in letting go? Um, I would think for me is uh, my best friend sent me this meme about like how to how to let go of or move on when you are still like when you still love the person, you mm. know, and that's something for me because I think the hardest part is letting go of the fantasy that I've created mm. in my mind about this person or not yeah. even necessarily a fantasy Yes, it's a it's a fantasy of what I want to be, what I want this situation to pan out to be, but it's also reminiscing about what it was before. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I loved someone that all I could focus on is how I felt about them in mm-hmm. that initial beginning, like in the beginning, in the first right. couple of years and how great it was and how um, entangled I was with that person and how it was just like such a great space to be in. And it never crossed my mind that it would pan out the way that it is now. I never thought that... I guess for me, I, I'm, you know, I try to be optimistic. So I'm mm-hmm. just like, okay, maybe this is just a rough patch and we'll get over it. But like the rough patch can't last for four years or five <laughs> so, years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I have to be okay with saying like, look, this situation is just a dead situation. Mm-hmm. I don't wish them no, no bad luck. I don't wish anybody anything, any harm, 
But if we're not both willing to work on it, then there's nothing to work on, you know? Yeah. And, and I have to step back and say, okay, you still have to continue to do the work. Right. Absolutely. This person doesn't want to do the work. That's what they they've decided to do. And it's their life. And I can't control that person's life. Mm -hmm. And I know that's something about me. You know, I, I, I don't I don't think I'm super controlling. That's not it. But I like things the way that I like them. You know, just like anybody else, you know, so it's like, if I'm like, okay, we're going to go do this and we're going to do that and blah, blah, blah. And then this is the program. And then this, I'm getting a bunch of like pullback or a lot of Mm -hmm. like, uh, non-responsiveness and just not, um, like they're not really willing to engage. Yeah. No. Yeah. No real engagement. They're just like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm still going to do what I want to do at the end of the day. And that's something that I do like about myself is that at the end of the day, I will continue doing what Marlena wants to do regardless. But it would make me very happy if that person was also right. aligned with, with that. But at the yeah. same time, it's just like, yeah, you can't control everything. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's the hardest part for me is not only it, letting go. Feeling. Yeah. It's letting go of those feelings. Mm-hmm. And that's not, it's not going to happen overnight. And as Mm-mm. much as I would want it to, it just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't <laughs> like, then you start going on and on in your head about how you wish you never met the person, you know, <laughs> and all these things or whatever. And some people say like, no, you shouldn't look at it like that. Like everything happens for a reason. They came into your life for a reason. Or yeah, this but for a reason. Sometimes you'd be like, but I didn't need to learn that lesson in that way. Like this could have gone differently. Somebody could have just told me, which may or may not be true, but <laughs> right. it just feels like that that was a lot to go through and it was hard. And I think it's reasonable to be like, I I wish I had never had to do that. Yeah. I won't say never met the person. That sounds like messed up, but like I wish I don't know how to say it, but like, I just wish that things were different. You know, I just wish Mm -hmm. things were different. I Mm -hmm. I don't want to say I never met the, I wish I never met the person because, you know, there's nothing you could do about that. (laughs) You know, there's there's nothing I can do about that. So it's like, I can have those thoughts, those Carl Thomas thoughts of, I wish I never (laughs) met her or met him or whatever, but it's like, it is what it is, but it's just to, I think that's just a, you know, a protection thing. Absolutely. You know, you're just like, damn, if I never would have met this person, I wouldn't even be going through this thing. But that's not true. You know, you'd probably be going through it with somebody else. Right. Different packaging. Could mm-hmm. be worse. Could be better. You don't know. So Right. Know. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. Mm. It's always hard when they're when you have something tangible that you can acknowledge was the case. So if something was good at one point, it's always harder because there's something to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody was just a piece of shit to you the whole time, it's a little bit harder to like find the specs of something. And obviously there's, there's going to be a little bit of good in every relationship or whatever, but it's, a lot easier to hold on to something and a lot harder to let go of something or somebody when you have evidence, you have memories, you have experiences with this person where you're like, no, things were really good. Things felt really good. We got along. We were laughing and joking. There was love there. Like I, it was everything that I was wanting, or it was a lot of the things that I wanted minus like a couple things that I felt like we could work towards. And then everything went sideways. Right. Um, 
because then you're holding on to the hope that it could go back to the way it was and that it can get better. Um, when there's none of that available, then it's different because then it's like, well, it wasn't great to begin with. But yeah. when it was great and then it shifted, that shit's hard. Yeah. And hope is a motherfucker at the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, I know we all talk about hope and change and blah, blah, blah. But like that hope can be debilitating. Absolutely. Like that hope you will cling on to even if it's an ounce of it. You'll yeah. cling on to any any form, any shape of some type of hope. Like even if it's, you know, we had a good conversation today. Right. So, you know, maybe this is, <laughs> we're getting right back on a, a better track. And then, yeah. you know, and then you are forced to relive this trauma all over again because... You learn the lesson over and over again. You know, they say you can, you will continue learning the same lesson if you haven't learned it yet. Mm -hmm. And I think like when you asked me earlier, what's the hardest thing? I, I just thought about it. Someone once told me, the, the woman, her name's Alicia. Alicia, one of my friends told me a long time ago, this was a long, long time ago. She told me in my like early twenties. And at the time, you know, you're, you're not really paying attention. You know, she was, no, she was about, you know, a little old. She was older than me. I don't know if she was like 10 years older, but she had a little jump on me. And that was something that she told me. She, she nicknamed me lively. That's where in lively mm. comes from. But she said, Marlena, like you have to not be okay with undefined relationships. Mm. Say that again. And at the time, I didn't understand what she was saying. Like, I, I was just like, what? Like, you know, you're, you, I'm, in, I'm in my early 20s. You know, I'm getting into the world of dating and meeting people and seeing things. And that was something that she really, really tried to, like, put in front of me. Like, dude, like, you cannot be okay with undefined relationships. And for me, yeah. I'm just like, why not? Because I always was on the on the wave of just like, okay, we met, we had a good time, blah, blah, blah. Like, keep it light. I always wanted to keep yeah. everything light. I never wanted to make it too serious because I always had a lot of guy friends. And all my male friends always said like, oh, you know, it's like you go out with a woman one a couple times or whatever, and then boom, she's trying to like commit. You know, she's trying to commit to you. Yeah. Or it's, 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 it's like... And there was always this fear of commitment on the other end. And I'm not saying every male, clearly, but a lot of guys, that's like they run for the hills if they hear something like that. So in wow. my mind, I kept thinking, okay, well, why don't you uh, You know, have a strategy when it comes to men? You know, just keep it light. Like it doesn't have to be that deep. But right. it always would end up that some, either myself or one or them, either or, somebody would end up catching feelings. And then that gets to how you become entangled with someone, to me at least, when you get entangled with someone that really has commitment issues, but mm -hmm. is okay with taking up your time like they are with you. And mm -hmm. so I want to say, you know, majority of my relationships have been like that where it's like mm. they've got one foot in and one foot out the door. And I, being the person that I am, was never able to just say, hey, are we together or what are we doing? You know, I just right. always just tried to, like I said, keep it light, you know? And then 
we'll see where it goes. But if the person never says anything, mm-hmm. they never, you know, I never set a boundary, then it's just going to it's gonna be the same thing. It's going to be the same thing and it's going to remain fucked up. <laughs> right. And yeah. so when you put so much time into a person, that's where you start clinging on for dear life. And you don't want to let go because you're like, I've given this person X amount of years to get it together. And they mm-hmm. haven't. And so those have been like the hardest things for me when it comes to letting go. It's just mm. being okay with the fact of being okay with this is no longer serving me, you know, trying yeah. to get out and figuring in a way to be okay with not having that person in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I think for me, I've had... I've struggled more with letting go of friendships than I have of relationships, romantic relationships. For me, letting go of friendships has been so much more challenging in a lot of ways. That's not to say I didn't have challenges letting go of jobs and romantic relationships and things of that nature. But with friendships, there's just so much more of like a deeper connection that I guess to some degree, I feel like relationships come and go like romantic relationships they come and go and so although although it's hard to let go of somebody romantically I already have in my mind that like every romantic relationship I'm in is not gonna last I know Mm. that and so although it's hard I'm all I'm I'm also like okay but you knew that you weren't going to marry the first man that you dated and so you're going to keep dating right (laughs) and you've done this before when it comes to friendships, I I'm think glad that you thought that. I'm <laughs> glad that you had the foresight to think that because for me, it's not like that. Like mm. if I met someone, as my grandfather would say, my right hand to God or whatever he'll say, like if I met someone and it clicked and we was good, I'm thinking we getting married. Like I, I'm just like, because <laughs> I never, I don't know. I, I also grew up with grandparents, right? So yeah. all I saw was a relationship that has lasted for 50 years. Right. And so they were together at 18. I never, the concept yeah, of dating never was really like in my brain. I was just like, okay, like this is my person. Right. Yeah. And then when sense. it didn't happen, then I'm like, what the fuck? What do you mean to sell my person? Like, I'm just like, okay. And then it's like the next person, like, this is not my person. So I never was really like, I'm glad that you had that like, oh, well, I'm not going to marry this person. So it's cool. We, it's cool. I never went into relationships thinking that this wasn't going to be the one. Right. I hear that. I hear that. I always went in hoping for it to be the one, right? Like, why else are we dating? But knowing that the, it could possibly not be. Whereas with friendships, I feel like we're supposed to be in this together. Like, <laughs> you should not be going anywhere. And it probably doesn't make it better that... Like, I still have friends. You and I are still friends from elementary school. Like, I have Mm -hmm. people that I have known and continue to know since second grade, right? Third grade, things Mm -hmm. of that nature. And so it's challenging for me when friendships start to transition. And I'm finding myself like, oh, this is not what it used to be. And I don't feel like my needs are getting met anymore. Or I feel like things are just not going well, right? People are not showing up in the ways that they used to. Or even like we're in our 30s now. And if I'm being honest, a lot of my friends have settled down with a partner, whether they are married or just 
in um, living situations with their partners, whatever it is, but they're long term now. And that people have started having kids, right? People mm -hmm. have started like really settling down with people and I, I haven't. And so a lot of my friendships started changing when people started doing that. People yeah. were less accessible, which is understandable. Um, but it also started to become this situation where a lot of my friends were just not available. And right. it felt like it started to be on me to be the one to maintain the relationships a lot of the time. Like, I right. was the one who had to do the reaching out. I was the one who had to invite people. Or if we're in the middle of a text combo and, you know, they disappear for a couple of days because they didn't forgot we're texting because they got mm. caught up with the kids or whatever else is going on. It was on me to reach back out and be like, hey, we were in the middle of talking like mm. we were in the middle of making plans. Are you you still trying to do this? Like, what's up? Right. Um, and I think that is hard for me because these are people that I have shared like very intimate parts of my life with mm -hmm. in a way that. I probably haven't with a romantic partner or um, I don't, again, my mindset around romantic partners is like this may or may not last and that's okay. But the concept that this friendship, this friendship that has been with me through romantic partnerships, right. through like schools and jobs and all the things, like the concept that that is going to go away is really hard for me. And I find myself in that situation now where a lot of my relationships are transitioning again. And when I um, when I quit my job, started my business, my life shifted and people didn't understand that shift. And so it was hard to like maintain relationships in that. Mm -hmm. And then COVID hit <laughs> and right. in the midst of even COVID. Worse. Yeah, like now it's even harder. I am one of the few of my friends that is single and lives alone. Everybody else had people in their bubble with them, in their homes, literally with them. And it was still on me. Not to, like, me, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's only a couple of us that I'm still friends with because like we're in similar situations. But it was like all of my other friends, I've had to like pretty much like fight with them. Like, yo, like y'all don't realize that I'm still here, that I'm struggling and I don't have friendships in this moment because y'all are all hunkering down with your people in your house. Like, what right. about me? Um, and I think those things are more challenging for me to let go of because friendships in my life have lasted so long in a lot of ways and have been with me through so many different things that I don't understand the concept of like, this is no longer going the way that it was or my needs are not being met and this has yeah. to shift. How do I let that go? No, um, yeah, I get that. You're not alone because I mean, we're like you said, we're kind of in the same boat. Uh, we both have friends that are getting married and having kids and doing all these things. And, you know, actually, I decided a couple years ago that I wasn't going to reach out anymore. <laughs> that sounds like it sounds a little <laughs> fucked up, but like I kind of, I don't know. I got to a point in my life where I have recognized who my tribe is and I mm -hmm. know who's going to call me and mm -hmm. some friends that might have been we might have been thick as these with once and you might have had you know the title of being like the you know best friend or closest to you or whatever that may be when I started seeing as the years were going by and seeing some of those things trickled 
off, like you just didn't hear from them anymore, or they were going through what they were going through. I did hit a bunch of roadblocks where I would hit people up or call them or do different things or try to get together and stuff like that. And I was getting hitting, you know, I was getting hit with a bunch of roadblocks. So I just yeah. decided, okay, you know what? Like maybe I'm now the single friend. And, you know, a lot of these relationships and people that get married and stuff like that, they start having married friends. They start having mm-hmm. friends that have kids. And I'm no longer in that circle anymore because they need like, I don't want to say like-minded people, but people that are going through the same thing as Absolutely. them to get them through what they're going through. So I decided like not to take it personally and just be like, look, I will hear from them when I hear from them. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to take it personal that is a whole nother different life. I'm not there yet. So I'm giving them grace. Here we go. If we go back to <laughs> what I said earlier, a problem where it's like, I'm constantly giving people grace, but I don't give myself grace. Right. That's the place I think I'm at now where like, okay, first of all, I realized a couple of years ago, this trend was happening in my friendships and I was aware of it. And I was like, okay, it is time for me to start branching out and finding new friends and renegotiating relationships because my friends are now in a different stage of their life, just like I am now in a stage of my life where I own a whole business. I need to find business business owner friends too. Like that's really important. And then like maybe a little under a year after I realized that COVID hit. And so who's making new friends in the middle of COVID, right? And so I, this sounds really bad, but I felt like I got stuck in the midst of COVID with all of these friends who I already knew were transitioning. Mm -hmm. And I knew that this thing was going to happen where I was no longer going to be able to have as much access to my friendships. And then COVID hit and was like, yeah, here you go. <laughs> this is what that looks like. <laughs> when you say, um, when we say transitioning, when you said transitioning, I just thought of like, oh, <laughs> I just thought about vampires. Like, <laughs> I just thought about transitioning. Like they're becoming, like if you're becoming a mom, you're like slowly you're transitioning. You just got stuck in the heart. <laughs> Now you're a vampire. You got to get up at all these weird hours. You got to you become. I don't this. want motherhood to sound like that to you, Marlena. Oh God, uh, something's wrong with me. I know. It just <laughs> I literally just started laughing to myself, like transitioning. <laughs> I never made that connection ever in my life. That is ridiculous. Sorry. Shout out um, to all the uh, true blood lovers and all the. Uh, <laughs> Twilight lovers like myself back in the the day. Moms. Oh yeah, and the moms too. Yeah. (laughs) Y'all work hard. Y'all deserve all the flowers, the roses. Oh my gosh. But yeah, like COVID hit and then I got stuck in the middle of this. And now I'm at the end of or I guess we're at the end of COVID. I don't know what's happening. But like I'm at this other end of it where there was a point in the midst of everything where I was really struggling for a lot of reasons and people are just really flaky or people are just not showing up or people are just not reaching out people are in their bubbles and i i stopped giving grace i was the friend that was like okay they didn't respond back let me just reach out again and try again i was the friend that would like constantly try to remind people mostly because I had the capacity to, and it wasn't that challenging for me, but I stopped doing that. And now I've realized like, we don't talk. 
I don't hear from them. When I do hear from them, they're still flaky. We try to make plans. I don't follow up. I don't say, hey, we were trying to make plans. Is this mm-hmm. still going to happen? And I'm like, now exactly what, what I thought was going to happen is happening. I stopped giving everybody else grace and instead gave myself grace. Now, if I look at a text message and it makes me upset because we were supposed to make plans and you didn't respond. And now like, you're like, oh, I forgot, but it's been a week. I'm just like, okay, well, I don't feel like answering this today. So I'm not, and I don't. And I sit on my couch and watch TV. I go hang out with the friends who are available and who are responsive. And now I'm having these conversations with people where it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm trying and, or I reached out, but you didn't answer. Like, yeah, you didn't answer for a whole week. Like, I don't have nothing else to give. There's no more grace I can give Mm -hmm. at this point. Like I'm done. I'm tapped out. But when I started to shift and look at myself instead, and I'm still in that place of like, I don't really want to let the relationships completely go. Like, how do I just negotiate it so that Instead of being really close friends, we're just like brunch friends <laughs> or something like that. Because it's still <laughs> people that I <laughs> still people I love and we enjoy each other's company when we get together. But I don't feel like I can still call you a close friend if you're not showing up like a close friend. Um, well, yeah, but- I mean, we don't want to work at something when it's dead. Right. Like we want to like if it's if it's de- or dead, I'm not, not necessarily dead, but if it's dying. And, and you know what I mean? It's like, I don't, I don't know if it's dying though. I think that's the part that's hard for me. It's very much like what you said about romantic relationships. If there was a time when things were really good, then it was hard for you to let, it's more, it's harder right. for you to let go. True. The friendships were really good and they continue to be good when we see each other, when we are able to talk. But the amount of effort I have to put in, in order for that to happen is, is, it feels one-sided. And so I don't know that the relationship is dying, but it's transitioning. It is moving into a different space where like maybe we're just not as close as we used to be. I'm not going to be the close friend anymore, which is fine. But I then have to like let go of the idea that we are close and transition into like, this is just the friend I get together for get together with for brunch or, you know, on our birthdays or whatever the case may be. And I think that part is hard for me because as much as I try not to take it personally, for a while, it starts to feel really personal. (laughs) Like if we keep having the same conversation over and over again, I start to feel like, okay, like now I just feel like you ignore me on purpose. Like One of the four agreements not to take things personal, which is one of the hardest things to do. It is. It, it is. is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of, it's. I mean, it's true. It, it is true, like transitioning a, a friendship or whatever it is into something else that you're not used to. It's going to be difficult at first, you know, but like you said, I think you, you'll never stop like caring about that person and loving that person, but you recognize that like you ain't this being ain't served. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know what else to do with this. Mm-hmm. So I guess- what are some tips for us for letting go? I guess one of mine would be definitely like if you have a negative feeling behind it, replacing that with a positive thought and looking to the future of what could be, mm-hmm. then only focusing on what's happening right now and the lack thereof. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm never going to meet. So see, my brain always goes to like, I just don't want to meet nobody else. Like I always say this, it sounds messed up, but I always say like, I don't want to date. I don't want to meet new people. And that's, 
I, it's not that I don't want to meet new people because I love meeting new people, but I just like bringing someone else into my space has been a little like difficult for me, like opening mm -hmm. up enough for me to be like, okay, like this could be something because it's like, like I said, that hope it's mm -hmm. like, I don't want to have that rejection feeling all the time. So it's easier for me to deal with the bad treatment uh, because I'm used to it than for me to open up. But it's better for me to open up and think like, no, there could be somebody out there that is aligned with you and you guys are on the same page, you know, and that it could work out, whatever work out, working out means to you, you know, whether that's marriage or just a part, a lifelong partner, whatever that is for you, you know, and not just with, not just with romantic relationships, but even just, you know, sometimes I think about, you know, the fact that you had the courage to leave your job and start your own business and stuff like that. It's just that fear. I'm like, I don't know if I could do that. And I want to, right. you know, I know what ultimately mm -hmm. I don't want to always work for somebody, especially like my family, we were business owners, you know, that's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. I, my grandparents, you know, maybe in their early twenties, they had to answer to somebody, but once they made it, you know, uh, they were, the, you know, everything, they were the boss. And so, right. You know, stepping into that, knowing that I could be a boss, there's a fear there because it's just like, Absolutely. <sighs> Building a team, you know, getting things off the ground is really hard. And I just know that within those Girl, positive I thoughts, I have to think of like, no, this is your legacy. Like, this is your mm -hmm. legacy. What do you want it to be? Do you want it to be, you know, and no shade to anybody, but like, do you want to spend it in service to someone else's livelihood and business? Or do you want to be right. able to be service, use your, you know, whatever your gifts are to service others? And that's kind of where this podcast really is kind of like my jumping off the board type beginning of me saying, no, I can do this. I can be my own yeah. brand. I can make a life for myself, not being the support staff in a way, because you're always going to be supporting mm -hmm. someone, but I want to be able to sure. just support myself. So <laughs> I guess that's one tip, a long-winded tip. I think for me, the biggest thing... And not to say that I do this right all the time, but it's just like being realistic about the circumstances, because I think mm -hmm. what we talked about a lot today is like remembering the past. And if it was good in the past, that's great. But maybe that's all it was like. It was just meant to be good in that in that time during that time. Mm -hmm. But if the circumstances ain't what they are right now, what they were then, like then it's different. Like the circumstances have shifted. It's recognizing like are and this is uh, with people, but like, are they working on it? But even with jobs or anything else that you need to let go of homes, like all the things it's about acknowledging, like, are the current circumstances in alignment with where I'm at and what I want? And something that I like ask clients. And if we're being honest, I don't always ask myself this. But like if if I have a client that's working on something like this, I'll talk to them and be like, OK, if what you see in this moment right now with this person, this job, this home, this thing, 
Um, if absolutely nothing changed, would you still want to be in this situation a month from now, six months from now, a year from now? Because at the end of the day, and I think you said this earlier, like we can't control anybody else. We can't control anything else outside of ourselves. And so if we are in this situation, hoping for things to get better, hoping for things to go back to the way that they were, or hoping for things to just grow and expand, the fact of the matter is that that's not realistic right now. That is not the current circumstance. So as it is right now, do you want to continue? Would you want to still be here? a month from now, six months from now, a year from now? And if the answer is no, then we have to start talking about letting go and moving through the like the really challenging emotions around that. But the realistic part is that this ain't going to work for you a year from now. And that eventually we have to move into the place where that's okay. It's hard to do, but if we can be realistic about what's happening in the present, I think that that has always helped me to get to the point where I can start to let go and release. Say that, man. Say that. Seriously. <laughs> I'm telling you. And like I said at the beginning of this, like I am not <laughs> I am a walking criminal when it comes <laughs> to this. Like I'm telling you right now, I I'm but I'm working on it, you know. I said at the top of this year that I didn't want to do the same thing, you know, like you said, like a month from now, month from now, six months from now, would you still want this the way that it is? And the answer, definitely for me, was no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will accept a lot of things, but the one thing I won't accept is mediocreness. Like meaning, like when I say mediocre, meaning like you're not doing anything, <laughs> right? Meaning you you're not showing up as your authentic self anymore. Yeah. Uh, you, even if you're going through something, I have been in a situation where it's like, I'm no longer even being Marlena because I know that you're going through something and this, 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 and this may set you off. So, uh, so right. neither one of us are being our true Ourselves. selves. Right. Yes. So that is, where I'm like, okay, as much as I want to paint this situation to be loving and, oh, we'll work it out and, you know, this and what can we do to fix it and blah, blah, blah. It's like, it doesn't matter at the end of the day if neither one of us are, are one, showing up and two, neither one of us want to be the first to say goodbye. But somebody's got to fucking pull the trigger. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that, everything you just said sums this up really well. Like if we are not able to show up as our full selves in any space because of whatever is happening in that space, whatever that dynamic is, it is no longer something that is serving us. It is something that we need to let go of. Because if you cannot be your full self in a space, you are not showing up. You're not showing up for yourself. You're not even showing up fully for that other person because at the end of the day, you're not being you. And that's not fair to either one of you. That's not fair to that job. That's not fair to you as a person. That's not fair to the other person. That's not fair to this friend. Like all Mm -hmm. of these people, things and all of that. Like if I cannot show up fully, then I don't need to be there. And that is something that I think everybody needs to hear. You deserve to be able to be seen and heard and show up fully in all situations, period. You are worthy. Yep. At the end of the day, you are worthy of whatever it is that you want. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there was that. This next segment is called Roses. 
roses to today. So I guess since we've been talking about letting go, I definitely want to not necessarily shine a light on one particular person, but I just want to speak to the people that are struggling in silence, Mm. you know, whether it's fear of not being heard right, whether it's fear of family members, whether it's fear of rejection, whatever Mm. it is, um, if you're sitting in something and you know that it's not right or that you need help or that you don't know where to start, Mm. you know, I just want to shout those people out that are struggling in silence that, you know, it's okay just to let them know that they're not alone and it's okay to tell someone. Yeah. To tell someone or continue just looking for outlets of people that are like you, that are mm-hmm. going through what you're going through. You know, whether or not you actually speak it to someone, which I do think you should, but if you decide not to, even if it's listening to this podcast or listening to anything or reading about it or something that's going to help you uh, make the changes that you deem necessary for your life so you can live full and feel whole. I just want to shout out to those people because for many years, I have been deemed kind of like the strong friend, the friend that everyone kind of like bears their soul to. Girl. Uh, (laughs) You know, uh, I'm not saying that I haven't opened up, but a lot of things that have bothered me or things that I struggle with or, or whatnot, I usually keep them to myself. Because Mm. not even fear of judgment. I don't think that my friends would judge me, but it's just opening up something that, you know, naming it, naming Mm -hmm. the problem. Because it's like, once you like put put it out there, it's like, oh, it's out there. You know, it's like whether you're internally struggling with it, like once you you put a name to it or you, you speak it, it's like, okay, no, no, I really need to deal with this. Mm-hmm. So I know that that can be really hard. And, you know, a lot of people, because I'm M. Lively, you know, I'm always in a good positive mood and I'm, you know, I am a certain way, you know, when I am having off days, it's off putting. Absolutely. And so I can see why someone would struggle in silence. So I just mm-hmm. want that person to know if you're listening to this, that you're not alone and it's okay what do they say? Help is on the way. No, um, <laughs> but you know, you can always be different. Things can be different, right? You just have to make the decision. You have the choice and you have the power to change. Mm-hmm. So Katrina, who are you giving your roses to today? You know, right. Coming right from what you just talked about. I'm going to give my roses to the friends that are always the put together friend, Right. Because as you were saying that, I was like, yo, that's so me. <laughs> like I've had, and, and even when I don't try to be, because you're saying like, you won't always share, share. I'd be out here like Katrina's a mess today. I'm having a hard time. I'm struggling. But it'd be like after that conversation, people, it's like people forget. People, mm-hmm. they think like, oh, it was just for that moment. And that like, I'm better now. And I've I've had people say that to me where like, you just seem like you're just like, you have it all together. Like you're okay. And so I just think that you're okay. And that's one that's not fair because I'm not going to be the friend who's falling apart, like <laughs> busting at the seams all the time. But I am going to be the friend who's like, I'm not okay. Like I might not be the friend that's like full blown panic attack, 
crying, like all of that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But I am going to be the friend who's like, I'm having a hard time. Like I'm really struggling and I'm not somebody who lies about stuff like that. Like I'm not going to be like, Oh, unless we're not, unless we're not really cool with that. Like I'm not going to tell all my business to everybody, but if we're cool, I'm going to tell you, I'm having a hard time. Things are not okay for me right now. This is hard. And I know it's challenging sometimes, like you said, like for people to hear that from me. And so shout out to all the friends that are just like the friends that are put together that nobody sees the struggle, even when you are, when you're not silent, when you are loud about it, when you are Mm -hmm. talking about it and people still aren't hearing you, people still have this idea of who you are in their own heads when they make up like ideals about you because of how you show up or material things that you have. I think sometimes people think that I like have it together because I own my own business and I got, you know, I have my own place to stay. And like, I'm not the friend that's like crying all the time and having panic attacks. Like, and I'm a therapist. I don't think that that helps at all. (laughs) People just think like, oh, she's a therapist. She's fine. She's got it together. So yeah. I'm shouting out the people who are struggling and who are not silent, but who are still not being seen. So shout out to y'all. I hear y'all. I see y'all. You deserve relationships where people are going to see you fully. And I hope that you make the effort and take the time to really heal from all these things that you need to let go of so you can find those relationships because you deserve it. We deserve it. Yeah. Just love yourself more. Be kind to yourself more. And believe that, you know, you deserve to be with someone or not even with someone in the company of, you know, whoever it is. Like we said, whatever company that you keep is how you're going to ultimately feel. You Mm -hmm. know, you want to you want to be able to share the same values, morals and values and be aligned with the with the the right crowd, whether that's a partner, your family, whoever it is like. Just love yourself. You want people more, who are going to support you as you are, as you show up fully. Yeah. Period. <laughs> period. <laughs> well, that's another episode of Excess Baggage. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Excess Baggage Pod. That's Excess Baggage P O D. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review on the podcast app and Spotify. Remember to pack light and keep it tight. Buzz show. <laughs>